I would like to know what's wrong with me, and I am prepared for any answer. Okay. Okay. While you clearly have an analytical mind, I worry that you view things in too simplistic a manner. In terms of your leadership abilities, I'm concerned that you have an off-putting style. Like, visually? Because I know I tend towards the fashion forward, but great leaders need to be focused on the future. I'm speaking in a deeper sense. Also, in terms of being a team player, it's problematic that you lack a certain sensitivity. Okay, well, in my anecdotal experience, people really enjoy hearing the truth. Like, that necklace isn't flattering on you. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Boys Watching Girls. We are just two boys watching HBO's Girls, the premiere podcast <laughs> where two men review girls. Uh, we are your hosts. I am Joe Welke. I am Vance. And today we're talking about season four, episode four, Cubbies. Overall, this is episode 36. It's directed by Jesse Peretz, written by Bruce Eric Kaplan. The original air date was February 8th, 2015, to an audience of 406,000 people. 0.406 million. This must be another one of those uh, Super Bowl things. Yeah, man, this is a big drop off from what we were, we were floating around, what, 0.7? Yeah, yeah, it was like 0.7-ish. Yeah, it was like upper sevens, lower sevens, yeah. but this is uh, 400,000. Wow. Uh, this this has to be another Super Bowl thing where it's like it aired on a Saturday and or uh, maybe they like – or or actually it looked like they took a week off because the last episode aired January 25th. Hmm. So maybe yeah. they were trying to avoid that Super Bowl thing again and uh, took a week off and uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, Cubbies uh, – how you feel about this one? It's it's some good stuff in this episode. Uh, overall, it just felt like a... It, it feels almost like a filler episode, but it's not because something major stuff happens. But I, I don't know. Yeah, I I think that there's a lot of major themes happening in mm -hmm. it. A lot of major important messages happening mm -hmm. in it. And uh, some major stuff happens mm -hmm. in it. Um... I don't know. I kind of like this you one. Know, it seems like it's not as much a filler episode as like a bridge episode. Like it's bridging yeah. everything else to come almost, you know, like it's setting yeah. up a lot of stuff. Yes, this is a good uh, setup. And then the next couple episodes are going to be those punchlines, yeah. baby, because yeah. this one was rolling. <laughs> I thought it was a good episode, though. I thought yeah, I it's not it. bad. It's very solid. Like nothing, uh, nothing to really put you off about it, really. This is a this is a big cliffhanger episode. That's what I'm mm, saying. It is. Yeah. There's a lot of there's loads of cliffhangers happening in this. Yeah. So should um, we just spoil those at the beginning and people can just skip listening to the rest of the episode? <laughs> <laughs> take take one off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just gonna be like, hey, this is a quick 15 minute podcast. Uh, here's everything major that happens yeah. in it. Uh. You'll get our analysis some other time. Yeah. If you want our analysis, just text us or something. Yeah, we'll, we'll start text third. <laughs> that would be so miserable. Yeah. <laughs> so many people texting us. Just a group chat. <sighs> All right. So you want to do this by character or chronological? 
Uh, we can go character, I believe. Right? All right. So let's start off with Shoshana then. Yeah. So uh, Shoshana starts off the episode getting rejected from a job interview, from a job that it, it makes it seem like she wants this job. Mm-hmm. And she's like really trying hard. And the, the woman that's interviewing her is just like, hey, uh, it was lovely to meet you. I just don't think you're going to be a good fit for our company. And Shoshana's like, not taking it at all. She's just like, wait, why? Why don't you think I'm going to be a fit? Like maybe uh, you think that I won't be a fit. A lot of times people think I won't be a fit. But then once I'm there, I totally fit in. She's like, the lady's trying to let this girl down gently and just be like, we don't want you here. (laughs) She's just, Shoshana's not having it. She's not accepting it until Shoshana eventually goes, what's wrong with me? Why don't you want me? What's wrong with me? And the lady's like, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just you don't, I feel like you won't fit in. And she's like, no, I need to know what's wrong with me because this will affect my job interviews in the future. So what do I need to work on, basically? And then the lady just kind of kind of tells her that she's off-putting and her leadership style would be off-putting and she doesn't seem like she'd work in teams very well. <laughs> and like, she's just hitting some hard truths for old Shoshi Bear. I love when she whips out the like, when she's like, when Shoshana thinks, okay, I've heard enough. And she starts being like, oh no, wait, I haven't even gotten to the, the big part yeah. of how you answered this I gotten, question. I haven't even gotten to the root of the problem. Like, I got the receipts. <laughs> I'm going to like whip these all out and tell you right now. I wish that that scene would have continued. It could have like, been I wish the whole that, episode. Because it, it stops as soon as she's like, I haven't even gotten to the real issue. Yeah. And then it goes title card. Yeah, which was, was an interesting like, title oh, card man. too. It was like a white, uh, a white background and uh, maybe like a teal. I forget exactly the colors, but it was an interesting, different yeah. color scheme. Um, it, it was interesting in here because this epi- this scene, she she's telling her how like off putting she can be sometimes. She's like, "Oh, I just speak my mind. Like your earrings aren't working for you or something." Like, just yeah, she said that that necklace isn't very flattering oh, yeah, necklace, on you. Yeah. It's just like classic. And then the lady just kind of looks at her like, mm-hmm. this is exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, this is right. <laughs> I wonder why the other job didn't see that in her. I guess what she had brought to the uh, that jewelry job that she did, that she turned down. In the, yeah, I think it was for uh, Ann Taylor yeah. or something. Ann Taylor I guess like they, they need a type like Shoshana there. That's where her type would fit in. But like, I don't know what McKenzie is. They were talking about like Chelsea Clinton. Used to work there. Um, yeah, I don't know I either, don't... and I am not looking it up. Nope, not looking it up yet. <laughs> I was there's like, some I... things that there's some things that I will die on, and I'll like look it up, and I'll be like, I gotta find out what like what what was the movie that Adam Driver acted in seven years ago or yeah. something, and I'll look that up. But I'm not looking up what McKinsey is. Sorry, everybody, you just have to do that shit on your own. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I could stop and look, and I was like, no, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's a, like a more. If I had to guess, it's like a more fashiony, upscaley place. I don't even know if that, it's fashion. If Chelsea Clinton worked there, I, but I actually don't know anything. We're, we should just move on because we don't know anything. Yeah, I believe it's it's an upscale place. If, the more we talk about, it, the more I'm gonna want to look it up. So let's not talk about it. It's like a. I, I, here's the thing: is I feel like it's a. <laughs> it's a doing. It's obviously a job that Shoshana wants. Yes. It's where she thinks she fits in in society. And they're telling her, you don't fit in here yeah, at all. Exactly. Which is great. 
Yeah. So then, uh, you know, she meets up with Jessa and Marnie and she's kind of lamenting about the the hardships of the real world. And, and she's kind of like... And I think in this scene, we should just talk about like how... Let's just start where this scene started because I think this is more or less all of Jessa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it starts with Marnie playing a song that she and Desi wrote on her phone for Jessa. And Jessa's listening to it and she's kind of like, oh... All right. Yeah, that's definitely a song. And Marnie's like, yeah, but don't you love like this part? And don't you love like this thing? And she's like, yeah, uh, I mean, I could see that. I could see you definitely trying to do that. And Marnie's like, she's Marnie is so hoping for heaps of praise. Mm -hmm. And Jess is giving her nothing. And the weirdest thing is she's playing it from her phone speaker in a bar that has music playing. And she's yeah. like list, holding, just is holding it up to her ear, listening. And, and it's just like, what? Like, this yeah. is not how you present this, like something you really care about. Yeah. I'm also surprised. A, I'm also surprised they're hanging out together. But yeah. me too. You go to a, like a quiet coffee. You go to Ray's coffee house to do this. Yeah. Or you just send them the song and you talk about it later. Or something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't Go think you should apartment. let people... I don't think it should be like an instant reaction. Yeah, no. I... Yeah, I could... I played... I've been recording music recently. And I played a song for one of my friends that I wrote. And it's like got me singing on it. And I was... Because they were like, I really want to hear this song that you wrote. Let me hear it. Mm -hmm. And I was even still as they're like, please play it for me. I was like, eh, I don't know. I'll can I just send it to you after you're gone? Like <laughs> yeah. playing a song for someone that you wrote that you're like singing on is so vulnerable mm -hmm. and so just like it gave me the willies, you know. And Marnie seems to have no issues about that. And I feel bad for the person having to listen and respond, you know, because like you can't. You yeah. Know, like you don't get a chance to digest and like formulate your words how you want to say it, you know. Well, it's also like so much of that person's hard work and soul or like whatever has been put into it and emotion. Yeah. And like you can tell that they're attached to this song and shit. Uh, and then if you don't like it, it's kind of like you're shitting on their emotions <laughs> yeah unless it's like really good you know like then you're just like oh dude this is amazing like yeah 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 i i don't think i would have the the chutzpah to do what marnie's doing to jessa there I just uh, but jess is trying jess is trying to as nicely as possible be like can we not talk about this because i don't like it yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then, so then uh, uh yeah, so then Shoshana shows up and she's like, this is bullshit. This is my seventh interview in two weeks and no one's hiring me. Like, no one ever talked about how hard the real world is. And Marty goes, that's literally any anything that anyone talks about. Yeah, that's everything <laughs> it's anyone like, talks about. Uh, I, I, I knew that was going to happen, but I thought that was such a simple way of, like, expressing that idea of just having her yeah. say that. And then... yeah. I thought Marty was actually going to say, we've been telling you, not like everyone. Like, I thought she'd be like, we specifically have told you that. Yeah, we've been going through this and you have been so uh, not listening yeah. to us about it, you know? Which no one does in college. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, to a certain extent, you know, you hear it, but you don't realize. It, you, it's like growing up, like your parents tell you certain things, like, oh, this is going to be different when you're older. And you're like, no, nah, I won't. Like, you just, you have to experience certain things until you, like, realize. Yeah. But I also think this scene, uh, Shoshana saying this, really needed to happen in front of Hannah. Because most of her conflicts regarding the real world have dealt with Hannah. So I really wanted Hannah to get the payoff of seeing Shoshana be like, oh, the real world's not what I expected. And just so I could see yeah. Hannah's reaction, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I love the scene and we like saw this scene coming from miles and miles and miles away um and uh it's such a important scene though and that, that's what i'm saying like, it's important but it's it's just played off as two lines it's like i didn't know it was going to be this hard and it's like everyone told you it would be hard and it doesn't really have the impact of like what has been built up for like two seasons at least yeah, well, hopefully Shoshana's struggles continue and she does get more yeah. humble. Yeah. I'm not saying that I want her to like be a desperate homeless person, but she definitely needs a bit of humbling because yeah. she's still riding high. She's still like, I don't get this. This is bullshit. Yeah. And it's like, no, you just need to be like, I. you know what I think might happen? I feel like she's going to have to go back to that Ann Taylor job. And be like, can oh, I please have this that job? That place is not taking her back after that. No way. No way. I would hope. I hope no that that's way. what's going to happen, and then they turn her down. There's, there's and no it'll way. be the most humbling. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, Marnie's like, yeah, 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 cool. You're having uh, real life struggles. Listen to my song, though. <laughs> Isn't this song good? <laughs> then uh, Shoshana listens to it for like a good ten seconds, and then she goes, "That's it. That's all I needed to hear." It's the perfect song. And Marnie's like, yes, finally some good feedback. And Jessica gives her a look like, what? She's like, yeah, it's a billion dollar song in the way that the first time you hear it, you will hate it. But it will just be on the radio so often and everywhere will play it so much that eventually you're just beaten down into loving it. And Marnie's like, that doesn't sound like a compliment. And Jess is like, yeah, exactly. That's exactly my thoughts. <laughs> I And love I know that. exactly what Shoshana's talking about. I love it. Yeah. It's like that song. Do you have you a hear. song that was that? Do I have a what? Do you have a song that was that? <sighs> I'm sure I do. I'm not gonna be able to think of it offhand, but it's there's so many songs. There's so many songs like that. You just hear them enough that like they become like okay. You know? I'm I'm like into so I've been on TikTok for a bit, and now I'm like, there are TikTok songs that are just all over TikTok. Mm -hmm. And at first hearing them, I'm like, this sucks. And then it's just an earworm stuck in your fucking head for forever. Mm -hmm. And then eventually you look it up, and then you start listening to the whole song. And you're like, all right, this song got me. <laughs> yeah. This song got me. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, that's what, I think that's a compliment to Marnie, considering her humble beginnings. Well, it's also like she said that it's a billion dollar song. Yeah, it's know? like it's going to those radio hits, but also like people won't really like you guys as a band. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. but yeah, at least you don't have like technical prowess or anything. You're like, you're not musically gifted in the way that like intense technical composers are well, but you can write a pop hit well i think which they have is a, a good, skill i think they have a good voice and she and he can play like the guitar fine 
It's just that they have no substance to themselves. And that's what doesn't come through, you know? Yeah. And the substance is like forced. It's like, this song is about death. Like these songs are about like love and lost loves and stuff. But they've been together for such a little amount of time that they don't, they're still figuring each other out. And like, you know, the first couple songs that you write together are going to be not very good. You know, yeah, whatever they got people, I guess they got that deal. That's what we should really emphasize. That is true. They did have that record deal that Marnie kind of ruined. Yeah, but I guess they got it now. Yeah, I got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, true. Damn, um, shit just comes together so easily for these girls, except for. <laughs> well, you got to move. Shoshana right we only now. got like ten episodes this season. We got to keep churning. <laughs> got to keep churning. I just realized, I was like. Oh, I didn't realize that they got the record deal. Yeah, but not only gotten it, they're already recording it. That's fucking yeah. crazy. Um, yeah. Huh. I think that's... Oh, and the, the end of the scene is just Marnie saying that she really wishes Hannah was here so that she could get, like, real creative person feedback on her creative thing. Yeah, because uh, Shoshana and Jessa are not. And, uh, well, that wraps up Jessa. Yeah. Uh, but. And uh, now to continue Shoshana's story, mm-hmm. we need to start telling Ray's story, which mm-hmm. Ray starts off with uh, he's yelling on the phone, I guess, to City Hall or something. I don't know who's he on the phone with. Yeah. But they installed a new traffic light on his street and it's caused a lot of traffic and cars are honking constantly. Mm-hmm. And he's yelling about, like, dude, this block used to be so quiet. And then you put this fucking traffic light. And now it's just a honk, 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 honk all the time. Uh, and it's driving me crazy. And then he loses his shit, hangs up the phone, goes downstairs and starts yelling at individual people who are honking. And it's typical New York, like, get the fuck out of here. But who the fuck are you? Don't talk to me. And he's like, no, but you don't understand that your car horn does not correlate to the light changing any faster. Which is a perfectly reasonable argument. And this is a big New York problem thing. And they actually have like noise. I think, do they have the noise? I know they have it here. They have like the honking ordinances in LA. And I think they they have them in New York too, right? The fun, what like, are they? Well, you'll get like a ticket for like honking in like certain like in neighborhoods, like lights like that. Like this is a thing that like they actually put traffic laws and in, into play. I had no idea. Yeah. This is the first time hearing about it. That's very interesting and conscientious of the city. Oh yeah, that's that's been a thing for a while. Like New York is more huh. of a honking city. Like if you know that, like I don't know how much you dr- you drove in New York, but New yeah. York is more honking than L.A. Just because I think the ordinances and and everyone in new york is angrier even though the traffic is new york has bad traffic traffic is bad here too (laughs) like oh i i think that people in la are more aware of traffic because it's just like we all know Mm -hmm. like how bad the traffic can be here so we're more uh i guess mindful of that in new york i distinctly remember driving or around like long island city and there's this one particular street where you're underneath the uh the the where the seven meets the n and the i guess it's the w now 
uh, the N and the Q when I was living there. Um, and people would just block the box so hard and the lights would change and not a single car would move. And it was the most frustrating experience of my life because you'd get in an Uber. And then if you went through that little intersection, mm-hmm. you were waiting there for it added 20, 25 minutes to your drive. Yeah, because this is the thing about New York for people that don't know. It's like there's so much pedestri- pedestrian traffic and so many people walking that you can't you only get like one or two right turns because there's so yeah. many people crossing the street. Like in LA, you don't have to worry about that. That's like two people crossing the street at any given yeah. intersection. But in New York, you see those long, like mobs of people crossing the street. And like, if you have to make a right turn there, you just can't. Yeah. You know? I mean, and, the, and like, the, the, just... the only place that I've seen it like that in LA is on Hollywood Boulevard, mm-hmm. like Hollywood and Highland. But that's like every fucking street in New York. Yeah, exactly. Especially in Manhattan, mm-hmm. like in Brooklyn and Astoria, Queens and all that shit. Yeah. Like you can find places that it's fine. It's a lot better. Mm-hmm. But in Manhattan, yeah, that's every block. Yeah. And it's I think that the traffic in New York is much worse than, than anything I've experienced out here. Well, the, yeah, I mean, just going cross town, which is like three miles, like it, during a holiday, like going from like uh brooklyn to like the holland tunnel or something just to get out of town it you can spend an hour and a half two hours just just going those three miles um but i think the issue that la has is that you have to drive everywhere and then new york you have the subway which is which is a lot of people don't even experience the traffic there and i think most of the people that deal with the traffic there are people from like outer barrels and out of town and they're driving and they're like oh new york and they're like oh okay everything yeah, just they, li- they live in home. like yeah they live in like jersey city or something yeah. but uh yeah so ray is yelling at individual people at cars and then uh shoshana sees him she's just walking around and she sees him yelling at the cars and she's like what's up with you you in the middle of something like what's going on yeah. and he's like oh i'm just uh you know People are honking, you know, and I fucking got to yell at them. Yeah. <laughs> Driving me crazy. And she's like, I was just in the neighborhood and uh, just was walking around because I'm an unemployed fucking loser. And Ray's like, cool. Uh, well, I'm going to go run some errands. And then Shoshan's like, can I come with you? And he's like, uh, yeah, sure. But we're not dilly dallying. We're fucking going we're doing my errands, all right? I have a very specific way of accomplishing these errands. Yeah. And Shoshana's like, okay, that's cool. I will not dilly-dally. I will not deviate from this plan. And then she immediately <laughs> deviates from the plan. Yeah. Uh, like the next scene. Because Ray wants to go to Fort... He goes to Forest Hills to buy underwear and t-shirts at a specific place <laughs> That's such a this was the most unreasonable thing that I've ever heard. It's the most Ray thing I've heard too. Like, yeah, it's his like thing that he does. He, well, know? it's like I was thinking that he had to go to a specific store to get a specific brand, but he just wants to get like a Hanes six pack of T-shirts and underwear. Yeah, like you can get that fucking anywhere. Go to the Kmart and Astor Place or something. Or <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. It, uh, it just. 
Yeah. And Shoshana hears this and she's like, no, we're not going to fucking Forest Hills for this. Yeah. And then they stop off into like a chic designer place. And uh, Shoshana is basically telling him like, you know, the reason why you look like a loser all the time is because you shop like a loser. The way that you dress is how you say hello to the world and how the world sees you. And the world is seeing you right now as a huge fucking loser. And I'm not going to allow that anymore. Try on this t-shirt. And Ray's like, this t-shirt is $70. And she was like, I don't care. And I was like, Ray is in the right here. Well, she says that Ray, she says that Ray sees himself as a loser and he's not a loser anymore. I've seen you transition from that. And then he has that very saccharine line where he's like, you made me this. Like, like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a little, a little too sweet. (laughs) But, uh, but it's there, you know, it's fine. So that kind of convinces him to at least try the shirt on. But $70 for a t-shirt? I mean, Bro. Kanye was selling, what, white tees for 100 <laughs> Like, fashion Dude. in general is, you know, whatever. I'm sorry to, like, go off on a little bit of a tangent here, but this whole show shit? is tangents. <laughs> <laughs> we're still, we're still talking about Shoshana, and her story's so small. <laughs> well, it's actually not that small in this one. She's, she's Did got you a see... Yeah, she's actually a pretty big. This is a big Shoshana heavy episode, kind mm-hmm. of. Um, but did you see the shit that Kanye was saying about how he wants to work with Puma because their uh, designs of their shoes are trash, and he wants to bring Puma and Adidas together, and he will design all of the shoes for Puma because their sh- their designs are awful. Have you seen some of the Kanye shoes? What the? They're awful. The Yeezys, the, the Yeezys. Um, why, why, why Adidas and Puma? Why, like, how those were two they never together? Work, they never. They're not working together. He wants them to join together as one company, so, so he can work with both of them. Oh, and then they can take on Nike. And, well, I guess I don't, dude. But no. his some of the Yeezys are trash, and he has like these slip-on shoes that look like just you're putting your foot into a pile of jizz like they look <laughs> awful so i'll give it to him some of the yeezys like the red october nike ones that he yeah. had back in the day those are sick some of the yeezys that he's done with adidas are dope but like all of his recent shit remember when he had that fucking fashion show and everybody was just it was like straight from the zoolander finale dare <laughs> yeah everybody looked like fucking bums dude and he's like, this is the height of fashion. I mean, those no. fashion shows are all just, I don't know. It's just not my world, man. Joe's fashion corner here. And I wrote down Shoshana was doing a Joe's fashion corner to Ray. She did. It's a, there's a payoff on it, too. Yeah. So he tries on the shirt. And uh, while he's trying it on, Shoshana's like, hey, there's been something that I've been meaning to tell you. And I've wanted to tell you. Uh, and I feel like it's important to tell you blah 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 and Ray's like yeah go ahead whatever and she basically apologizes for how their relationship ended because she was being selfish and rude and didn't know she didn't know how good she had it and Ray was a good boyfriend and she's happy that she loved him because it gives her hope that she will find love another day 
and she even clearly... though it's definitely not with Ray. What? Definitely not with Ray because that definitely not with Ray because that ship has sailed. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. That's I love that they like put that out there. Like, no, we're not. This isn't a. Oh, I say this, we get closer, we get back together. Like it was, it. I really like this because it was just like, hey, we're gonna reset the relationship, and we will just be friends. I want to be your yeah. friend. I want to kind of help you with your little weirdness, and I need you to be my like balancing rod for Shoshana's, you know, edge. Like they both know each other well enough that they can like help each other, but they do not need to be in a romantic relationship. And like for me, I'm like, oh, that's perfect. Like I, yeah, I'm down to see the two of them hang out and not have to worry about, oh, are they getting back together? You know? Yeah, they're good compliments to each other. Mm-hmm. They complement each other well, and you can have people like that in your life that you're not in a relationship with. Yes. And most <sighs> of the time, that is the healthiest way of having that. Exactly. Um, exactly. And yeah, I really, I really like that. I thought, because I was like, if, are they really going to do the like, the post uh, Adams theater show scene again, where she tries to win him back. I'm like, that wouldn't make any sense. And then that would undercut what happened when Desi and Marnie had their brunch scene and they seemed to be getting close. You know, I was like, what are, uh, don't let's not force this, like them hooking up just because, you know? Yeah. I'm liking the way that their story is going. Mm-hmm. Ray and Shosha. I like that. Yeah. Uh, so Ray buys the shirt. They're walking around, and uh, he's basically being like, "This shirt's weird. I don't like the shirt." And then he's just straight up tells her, "He's like, hey, Shoshana, um, straight up, I hate this shirt." And she's like, "Yeah, that shirt's terrible." Yeah. It's like, why? Why didn't you fucking tell him when he before he spent seventy dollars <laughs> on it? Um, but basically, she's still kind of complaining and asking him like, "What's wrong with her?" Because I love that everybody goes to Ray to be like, "What's wrong with me?" <laughs> Uh, and she's basically relaying everything that the job interview lady said to her at the beginning of the show and be like, do you think I'm off putting? And do you think I'm too blunt? And Ray's like, no, you're good the way you are, but like shit just takes time. You know, Mm -hmm. you you know, you're, you'll find the right place. It's just going to take time. Everything doesn't just fall in people's laps, but you have to be patient. Yeah. And, uh, then he gets back to the honking cars and they're still honking and he's like, all right, well, I'm going to go. I don't want to yell at these cars in front of you anymore because this is like a me thing. And then Shoshana's like, why don't you just like call City Hall or call the mayor or something and let them know. Call de Blasio. Like, yeah. Ray's like, what am I going to just go up to Bill de Blasio's house and be like, hey, you don't know me, but uh, I got a traffic light problem. She's like, no, just go to like one of those she's, City she's, Hall meetings or something one of those- boring as... She says one of those council meetings you see on C-SPAN with the people in polyester with bad hair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I like that she's saying, hey, just stop yelling and use it for good or like use that energy for something productive. Because yelling at these cars is not going to solve the problem. I love that he's like, I don't want you to see me that angry. And she's like, your baseline is angry. (laughs) That's just you. You're angry. Yeah. Which I was like, nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's kind of like a put, you know, you can make actual change if you actually put your anger in the right way mm-hmm. and to the right places. And uh, that's very true. And I agree with what Shoshana was saying there. I, I like all that. I really don't want to watch an episode where we see Ray go through the bureaucratic process of <laughs> trying to get this light removed. I think that'd be pretty funny to see, actually. 
Do All you right. think Ray has a future in politics? Oh my god, At the end of the show, Ray's like Ray's like mayor city, of New York. City councilman <laughs> or something. I could see that happening. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what would, what did he want to study art history or something? What was he gonna to go to school for before that guy told him to do art coffee? history? Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. That's basically that is Shoshana's story there. Yeah, it's good. I thought they did a good job with it being like her in the real world and her just relinking with Ray and keeping him in the flow. And yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. Yep. I like that story a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so Marnie, uh, she, you know, we we briefly talked about her, but she's showing the new song to Jessa and Shoshana. They don't really like it, uh, but they know that it would be successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we see Marty and Desi practicing and she's be like there's a weird aura between them Mm -hmm. and desi calls it out he's like what what's going on why are you like being weird she's like i'm not being weird and he's like you're being weird seriously if you like you're being if you need me to apologize again i'll be happy to apologize she's like no i'm not being weird let's just keep practicing if you want me to apologize again i will apologize (laughs) yeah so lame yeah um and that's basically that scene um because that scene they're just to set up this next scene you know yeah yeah what is the next scene because the I, next scene I mean, is uh, desi, desi comes knocking at her door in the middle of the night okay that's what i thought to let, that's what i thought to so. let her in and uh she she gets out of bed she lets him in and he is like distraught and it, he's coming in like he just murdered someone <laughs> yeah that's dude that's i was like what is going on and he's like i did it he, he i did he it. finally I bro- yeah he comes I, in I, and he's like i did, I did it. it i really fucking did it yeah. i did it i was like what did you do bro yeah and he's like i let me time i told her about us and it's over and, and he's like chugging water and he can't like he's like blubbering and like not making any sense <laughs> with those words uh which i thought was i would give him this it was a fun performance by him is a really oh, fun yeah. performance. He looks, he's all over the place. He's, he's blubbering so much that on the closed captioning at one point, it just says mumbling and crying. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we give up. Yeah. And Marnie, Marnie was like, I can't understand anything you're yeah. saying. Actually, it was right after that. So he basically tells her that he dumped Clementine and she's like, oh my God, I can't believe this. And he's like, yeah, I, I dumped her because she told me that she was thinking about another guy sexually and i was basically just thinking she definitely already had sex with this guy i know that she did so i dumped her and he's like he was like this is the hardest thing i ever had to do and marnie is like wait did are you sure that you dumped her or it sounds kind of like she may have dumped you can we not and use the like, don't no. word is so harsh He's 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 like no 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 no, I definitely dumped her, and Amar's like well it kind of sounds like you you did like a preemptive dump mm-hmm. like it sounds like she was about to dump you and yeah. <laughs> and so he's like no I definitely dumped her, uh she's out of my life and I'm with you now and I love you I love you so much and I only love you and Marnie's looking like oh boy what did I get myself into yeah. And then he starts eating her out, and then she's like, I can deal with that. Yeah, that, I wrote down, 
is she happy? Because we get like a little smile at that, but it seemed like she was really disappointed that his reasoning for breaking up with her wasn't. Because that's why that scene before was there. So it'd be like, oh my God, Marnie's not happy. It's really interfering with the music. I need to do this. I need to pull the plug, end it with Clementine, get with Marnie, make Marnie happy. But we find out that the reason he did it was just out of like pure insecurity is why he broke up with Clementine. Not a, I love Marnie. Because he, even at the end of this, he's like, I love you and only you. And it's like, if that was the case, I don't think you'd come in crying uh, like that yeah. about that whole situation. Also, in a past episode, he mentioned, which we called about for just being like, oh, you know, monogamy, this Western philosophy of relationships of monogamy. And it's like, oh, so now she hooks up with someone else and you're all, you can't handle yep. that. She said she thought about like another guy yeah. that she was attracted to. And that was enough that you like flew off the handle that she slept with him I, already. That I always see memes of it's like, yeah, I, I cheated on you nine times, but uh, with nine different women. Uh, but when you hear she had lunch with an office mate and it's just like a guy that's like devastated. <laughs> yeah. It's like that is that's Desi right now. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm just like, you piece of shit, man. And then I'm yeah, like, Desi Marnie, sucks. how do you not see this? Like you, you just like, I thought she would be like, no, you need to leave or something at that point. I think well, I think that it was going that way because she seemed to be realizing mm-hmm. that like, oh, this isn't about me. It's like he didn't leave her because he loves me. He's yeah. leave, He left her because she was leaving him. Mm-hmm. And then he starts like going down on her and she's like, ha, ha, ha. I took the smile as like a victory smile yeah. as opposed to like, I'm happy that I'm with this guy. Yeah, I... I, I I get the victory, but I'm like, did she, did you win really? Is this a good victory? This is like a, a disqualification, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, like you didn't win the match. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, <laughs> I don't know. That's why I was like, I just couldn't, I couldn't put myself in Marnie's shoes there and be like, I'm like, do you like this guy still? Do you really still like him? She's going to be over him in the next episode. She's going to be so annoyed by him because he's an annoying fucking asshole character. Yeah. And he looks like that Jesus painting. <laughs> he does. He really <laughs> go does. To our, go to our Facebook page. Vance did an incredible split, split screen with Desi and that Jesus painting. And it is the best thing I've ever seen. I got to give you and credit I for calling to- it. You said he looked like it. I got to give you credit for making it happen. That was great. Oh, credit. So everybody credit go to all our, around. Credit all around. Go to the Boys Watching Girls Facebook page and like it. Like the page too. Follow and subscribe it because yeah. we post shit on there. And yeah. it's fun memes and stuff. Um, and right now, I'm the only one seeing it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and if, you, uh, if you're not a fan of Facebook, which uh, I can understand, uh, you know, reach out to us. We'll share it in some other form. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, slide in our DMs individually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, that wraps up Marnie, basically. Yeah. She uh, has destroyed another life, and she's happy about it. <laughs> well, I'm happy if we're not going to see Clementine again. I'm happy that she had someone else that she's moving on to. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like yeah. she's completely devastated in this. If she was the one that yeah. actually did break up, I'm like, okay. It's all happening off screen, but it makes you feel better about this imaginary character. 
this fictional character in this fictional show. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad. I feel good that she got some closure. You know, <laughs> yeah. she's on her own. She's doing her own thing. Yeah. I'm happy about yeah. it. Uh, so now the main event of the podcast: Hannah Horvath, who is in Iowa and she's having a hard time writing. Yep, she's got some serious writer's block going on, and uh, she cannot put pen to paper. She's got the classic balling up a sheet of paper, crumpling it, and throwing it across the room. She's got TV so writer's block. So cliche. <laughs> so cliche. We all so have that corner must... of our room that's full of crumpled up pieces. Of... <laughs> have you ever done that? Oh man, uh, I've probably, I'm, I've definitely written something, ter- torn the page out, balled it up, but I don't think it would. It's more like ah, moving on. Not, not in a. <laughs> not in a I feel like I'm being filmed and I'm doing this for dramatic purposes you know I think I've done it only in a way to make fun of that yeah <laughs> like type of scene <laughs> what yeah. I normally do is so I have like you know I used to have joke notebooks that I'd write down all of my jokes in before I just started putting everything in my phone which if I lose my phone I'm fucked and I'll well, just you, basically quit comedy why don't you back that up to the cloud or something I mean <laughs> I'm also of the mindset that like yeah if you if you well if it's good it'll stick in my head you know all right but uh you're what I gambler. would do is you're if, a gambler Joe Walking. I'm a gambler man and I also believe that I if I do for if it is good I will remember it and if it's not you know then it doesn't matter because I wasn't going to say it on stage anyway so you, you losing I mean? your phone would be your sign to leave comedy Absolutely. I'll quit. 100%. I've been trying to lose my phone for the last five years. You're like Hannah in this episode. You're like, why can't I lose my phone? You just leave it at yeah. bars and Ubers just and people keep calling it. you and bringing it back. They're like, hey, like, hey, are you, you Joe? I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I thought I was free. I thought I was free. <laughs> I thought I was the genie and I finally got out of the lamp. <laughs> but, uh, so she goes down to downstairs to hang out with Elijah and Elijah's like, you're not doing anything. It's annoying me. And she's like, I can't write. I have writer's block. And she's like, I think that my story that I'm writing is so trivial. And he's like, this is great. Mm-hmm. I love this. Where he's like, what are you talking about? The story about how the woman didn't buy a box of Thin Mints from the Girl Scouts. That is a story of the triumph of will. And she's like, yeah, but it ends with me buying the box of Thin Mints. And he's like, oh. <laughs> well, my my thought when I heard that, I was like, yeah, I could see that being a pretty good short story. Yeah. Yeah. Did, could you? Yeah. It's all the stuff in the middle that would make that story interesting. The setup. How many like, pages do you think this could go that would be interesting? Uh, You could probably get three pages out of that. Okay. I was going to say max three. Three. You could push the five. But you could do three. Um, and yeah, if you depending really, on the size of the book and the wording on a book, you know, you could get it. If you're getting really Dickensian, yeah. where you're just very, very describing literally everything yeah. in the environment setting, you could push it to five, maybe. I mean, Melissa McCarthy's in a movie where they sell Girl Scout cookies with Kristen Bell. Um, I don't remember the name. Oh, is of that it. like a Girl Scout cookie war type yeah, movie? Yeah. Dude, Melissa McCarthy it, did some real shitty movies after she blew up. 
it's, it's always hit or miss with comedy sometimes with it's the stuff. Um, so unfortunate i really do like the movie spy that she's in i think that's a dude spy spy is the best movie that she's done i fucking love that movie. yeah that movie i watched and i was like was not expecting a lot and it's great um but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, but then i i saw some movie where she was like the mother to oh is that tammy or something or no, the no, no. Susan it Sarandon? Was, or it was actually i think it has little uh spoiler alert it has uh jillian jacobs in it and mm-hmm. she's jillian jacobs mom and jillian jacobs is going to college and oh. the mom i think it's called the life of the party or something that yeah, movie was yeah that movie was so bad that was i think the only movie that I got up and left in the middle of the movie. Oh, you were at the theater for it. I was at the, the I was in a theater and it was when we had movie pass when mo- remember movie pass? <laughs> I had movie pass and I was like, "Well, I don't have anything to do." It was like I had some time before this open mic that I was going to and it was the movie theater was right around this uh this comedy club. So I just went and I was like, "I'll go see the life of the party." Uh and I still had like an hour left before that open mic started. And I got up and I left because I was like, this is awful. Yeah. Only thing I know about that movie is that I think she hooks up with a college kid in it. Yes. Which she is, does. Which is very suspect. Because um, she's a yeah. mother of a college kid at that point. Um, yeah. It was not good. And uh, yeah, I never did movie pass because I never could wrap my head around how it worked. It didn't seem to make any sense. <laughs> It made no sense, and it was a glorious like five months of having it. I it was, was so. I was awesome. just like, wait, are they still like? I know everything's stealing my information, but like, how are they doing it? Like, why would movie theaters need another place to tell them what, who's seeing movies as opposed to like it would? The logic behind it just blew my mind, where I couldn't get on board. Yeah, yeah, I got on board because I. It was one of those things. I, where you're like, this seems too good to be true. Absolutely. But then, I, but then I knew a bunch of people that had it, and they're like, it's not too good to be true. This is real. And then I got it, and then like a couple months later, they're like, you know what? This was too good be, to be true, and we can't do this anymore. <laughs> uh, they only, uh, it only screwed over investors, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I I saw a bunch of movies that I wouldn't have usually gone out to the theater to see, though. Mm-hmm. Which I guess that was kind of their logic behind it, and that the movie theaters would get some money from just like concessions or something. I don't know, but but the amount of money that you spend on concessions versus the amount of free tickets they were giving away just does not off whatever. It's it's a terrible business model. It failed. Whatever. Well, it's kind of like comedy clubs. Like if they don't have a lot of tickets they'll just give out free tickets to yeah. people for the weekend and they make the money on the bar well they have the two but, drink minimum and stuff like that yeah. in those places so like yeah but movies don't have two concessions minimums yeah so you also, could just go see a bunch of movies for free base ten dollars yeah. a month or whatever yeah <laughs> that movie pass was so awesome when it existed dude <laughs> it's yeah no unbelievable that, like and then towards the end it was really funny where you had to take pictures of ticket stubs and like oh it was a mess 
the last month of movie passes existence was a horrible dumpster fire of a mess <laughs> yeah you had to take pictures of the movie tickets you had you you were blocked out of some movies yeah. then they had like this tiered system and then they were just like you know what we can't do this anymore yeah the <laughs> mission awesome. the mission impossible movie was the one that really broke it because everyone yeah. wanted to see that mission impossible movie and no one could put movie pass and then some theaters blocked it out yeah. too it was it was a mess yeah. but it was hilarious yeah um but anyway back to hannah uh she also her dad's coming to town to have yeah. dinner with her because oh. he's doing some kind of thing i wanted to say in, in this scene uh they do a good like little editing camera trick or or like framing where she goes down and you hear like a computer and typing and stuff where she's sitting at the table across from elijah but it's like a close-up so you think she's at the desk typing something and then they cut wide yeah. and she has no nothing in front of her and elijah's it's like elijah typing working on something yeah he's working on a a photo journal of how he believes that kids that used to be fat grow up to be sluts. Yeah, <laughs> fat kids turning into slutty adults. And there's all the yeah. photos he took. And she's asking, do you have any uh, clearances? or? <laughs> yeah, do you have any releases? Releases, yeah. He's like, oh, it's Iowa. They don't know where releases is. Yeah. And that's why in the next scene where we see her write up something and start putting sheets in the cubbies, I thought she was sending messages. Uh, those people about getting releases i thought she was screwing over well not screwing over elijah but being like hey just ask for a release on these photos that this guy took oh so you thought that the things that she was putting in the cubbies were like release forms or like or letting them just know information about doing like this. hey i didn't know i mean i'm just going yeah. off the last scene so yeah so hannah goes and uh she's putting a piece of paper in cubbies mm -hmm. And uh, I thought that it was like she was trying to screw over her class. And like, yeah, I thought that it was started, like a yeah. submission. I thought it was like a submission for the papers that they all wrote or something. Mm -hmm. And she was going to write something horrible, like a horrible story, and then submit it as Chandra and Jeffrey and Logan or whatever mm -hmm. to like fuck them over. I thought when the scene started, and I guess we should just jump to like they were in the classroom. And I thought she'd written a letter that was an anonymous one saying complaining about something in the class. But it uh, wasn't. But it wasn't anonymous because everyone. Well, Chandra calls her out and be like, Hannah wrote it. She's like, I know. I signed it. You know? Like, yeah. So what the thing that she was putting in the cubbies were, were uh, a bunch of quote unquote apologies to her class for her actions that she uh d did in the last episode where she just basically cut everyone down and mm -hmm. belittled them and called them all terrible writers and blah yeah. blah 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 uh but i put apology in quotes because it is the classic non-apology apology of like well i'm sorry that you couldn't handle the truth kind of thing yeah and uh the classmates all call her out they're like you apologize that we uh, are the reason that you can't write anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. What are you talking so, about? So Hannah put out this apology that is like, uh, she's saying that she's sorry for calling everyone out on their flaws as writers and human beings um, and that they should forgive her because all of the negative energy that's surrounding her because of them is causing her to have writer's block, basically. Mm -hmm. 
And she's basically blaming the other students for putting negative energy on Hannah for her actions. It's like this weird mindfuckery Jedi trick. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's awful. And it made me hate her guts. And everybody calls her out on it. Number one, they call her out on her terrible writing in the apology. Mm -hmm. Oh, is that a run-on sentence? (laughs) Yeah. They call her out on her... It's not an apology at all, and it's incredibly defensive. And then Hannah's like, well, if I defend myself now, it's going to make me seem even more defensive. So uh, I guess I can't defend myself, but I will defend myself. Mm -hmm. And they're basically like, dude, you're a fucking asshole, insane person. Like, this is insane that you did this. Yeah. And it's like, then she balls balls up her, like, printout of the paper and throws it at the kid. And hits him in the yeah. face. And, and he's uh, like, she assaulted me. Did you, everyone was witnesses. Yeah. <laughs> and that guy is like so sensitive. But also like Hannah is just awful in this class, man. Like, yeah. It's not She's that awful hard. human being. All you have to do is like write a story. Like I get the writing block and like people judging their stuff and like that can get in your head. But like the class is literally write something. We're going to talk about it. And then you write something else like that's it's super low stakes in a yeah. weird way because I, I would have loved to see more than like is her class is her graduate class really just meeting up with these eight or so people and then just sharing a short story is that what she's paying for like yeah i'd love to go to that grad school you know i'm what just mean? saying like you that's could easy like, as you fun. could form that yourself like <laughs> Like you, yeah, he's got a writer's group. You could, you could pay a, a UCB uh, teacher to read some stuff. Like, you know? um, but I no, I was happy the next, I mean, the scene she gets, it's the next scene she gets held back because the teacher wants to talk to her. Yeah. I really was happy to finally get the teacher's input in some of this because I feel like she's Same. just been on the sideline this whole time and I kind of wanted to be like, hey, this disruptive person in your class, what do you think? Um, and then she goes on and says, Hey, you know, maybe academia is not for everyone. <laughs> and it says, yeah, I'm better on the streets. Yeah. Um, that was awful too. Yeah. Uh, but what watching this made me think that like, it definitely was like, Oh, Hannah, if I was in that class, I'd be like, this girl has some kind of mental problem. Mm-hmm. Just the way that she was acting. And then even when she's acting with the teacher, I was like, dude, you definitely just lack, you have such a lack of awareness that I think that you have some kind of mental illness. You, you know, the thing that got me, cause like, basically she says, oh, I thought you were kicking me. Hannah thinks, oh, I thought you were kicking me out. And she's like, no, no, that wouldn't happen. You'd have to do something. It's only like one way to get kicked out and there's to do something extremely violent to another student and like not a little violent like what she did with throwing the thing and i was like oh boy <laughs> what violent thing is hannah gonna do to get kicked out of here that's what i was worried I about was, i was like is she just gonna commit arson or something yeah, i was <laughs> traumatized with this um uh and then uh what was it she uh what did she say oh she says oh when i was getting kicked out i felt really relieved and like I was yeah. really getting happy when I thought I was getting kicked out, uh, which yeah. goes back to what we were talking about earlier, which, yeah, I understand that feeling of like, yeah, doing something you hate and then realizing you 
like getting fired or being like, oh, someone else is going to do this. You don't have to do it. And being like, oh, thank God. <laughs> like that's, I, that's, I don't know if we've talked about that on this podcast before, but that's one of my favorite things about being an adult is you don't have to stay anywhere. You can just, do, I mean, within reason, but like, if you're like signed up for a class that you don't like or whatever you like, you mm -hmm. go to a hot yoga class. It's your first time. Mm -hmm. I remember the first time I went to hot yoga, I was like very worried and very nervous. I like nervous. that you picked the most like LA-ish <laughs> thing that you could say. Oh, uh, you know, like when you go to hot yoga, like everyone relates well, to that. I, here we go. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, same thing. Circus <laughs> classes that I've done, same thing. But I'm like really Again, nervous. really relatable. Circus classes and hot <laughs> yoga. Just a man of the people, Joe Well. Yeah, exactly. Y'all ain't doing what I do. Um <laughs> But the thing that calms me down is once I have all those nerves is I, I, I stop and I say to myself, I am an adult. And if I don't like this, I can just leave. Like, and that calms me down so much in those kind of weird environments. Yeah. Even like certain jobs that I've had where I'm like, it gives me such a, a calming presence to just be like, I could literally just get up and walk out the door and no, there's nothing knowing there's nothing that anyone can do about it. Yeah, for, it's awesome. For me, it's always a battle of time and being like, you know what? At some point, like if you have a hard day of work on a Friday, you can be like, at some point, Saturday will come. Like regardless yeah. of what happens, Saturday will be here and this thing will be over. Like the deadline will pass at some point. Like this is not a forever thing. Like yeah. the, that's kind of how my mental stuff works but for this hannah's issue is more kind of the issue of like creatives and moving to a place and like being in la for a goal and then having to like go back you know like her yeah. issue is she can't just act it like she feels bad if she just leaves this place because it was kind of tough where she didn't like it and then the excuses she'll have to make of like why she left like if she gets kicked out it's like a built-in excuse. Oh, yeah, they didn't like this and that. And, like, they they kicked me out and it was bullshit. Like, she can have that defense. But if she decides, oh, it wasn't for me and I left, people won't understand that in a way. Yeah, because she's it, worried about that, yeah. Because it is, like, a golden opportunity. Like, it, mm -hmm. like I was a prestigious writing school mm -hmm. and a lot of people would kill to get into it. Mm -hmm. And then if you go there and you don't necessarily like it, you can also think, like, there's something wrong with me. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, making the decision to just quit, it, quit going to Iowa or whatever, mm -hmm. people might raise eyebrows and she's worried about that kind of, uh, that stigma that goes along with that. Yeah, if you're an actor, you move out to LA, you try and do it, and then, like, you know if you go back to wherever, wherever your, your hometown is or something, you feel like you failed at your goal kind of thing. You know, yeah. like it's one of those weird and it's like, oh, it'd be fine if like I was on a show and then the show got rid of me because like say you don't like acting anymore or whatever. And the show got rid of me. You were like, oh, the show got canceled. People didn't believe us. So I came back, you know, like you have that excuse built in. But without it, you're just having to admit to yourself that you don't like something that, you know, so I get I mean, I get I get what she's going through. And she talks about all this in the next scene. Yeah, the next scene with her dad, she's basically laying out all the issues that we just talked about, about like the stigma of quitting and and 
is am I making the right decision and how do I even know what the right decision is? And her dad is basically like, you need to do what's right for you. And if you're hating your life right now and you're doing this, then don't do it. Like, you don't need to go through this suffering if you absolutely hate your life, because the only person that has to live with your decisions is you. So you need to figure out what's right for you. And then once you do, fucking do it. And I thought it was really interesting that he brought up that the mom was wrote tried to write a book mm -hmm. and she was working really hard on it but it just made her so miserable mm -hmm. and uh it was such hard work that she quit and she was so much happier mm -hmm. and this is the second time that this notion has been brought up because elijah was talking about it i think it was the last episode yeah. where he was a dancer and then he quit and he said it was the biggest relief of mm -hmm. his life once he quit mm -hmm. so there's a lot of pro quitting in these last couple episodes yeah which is really interesting cool and depressing I, for me i'm interested in the story because uh, we talked about this last episode and stuff so we want to rehash all of like how it re relates to like us and our endeavors but yeah what i find cool about this show is that i find it would be really interesting to see what hannah does if she doesn't keep writing yeah yeah, because what do you do from there? You know, but I don't think, but I don't like think she's gonna get. I don't think she gives up the writing thing. Yeah, I, I think it's like it's one of those things where you put so many years and so much effort into trying to achieve this certain dream, and uh, if you just quit it, then you're like, well, what am I? Who am I? Yeah. Because my whole identity was linked to this, and now I don't have that anymore. So. What the fuck am I doing? Where where am I? Who am I? And uh, yeah, that's the that's the interesting thing I feel about the story. And I think the story is like super relatable for for creative people. And I love and, and non creative people it. probably too. Like if you're just in a like say you've just been working in an engineering field for a while yeah. and you're just like no man, I, I know I went to school, I got my degree in this, and you know like I'm a project manager, but I don't really like this and. You're in that weird spot where like, oh, I've invested years and time into something and I don't want it. But it's and also they don't deal with anything like being comfortable at a position. You know, what I mean, like, yeah, some people just don't want to leave that comfort zone, even though they don't like what it is. Um, well, I think yeah. I kind of briefly did with the GQ thing. Yeah, they did touch it. Yeah. The GQ thing was a that was a fear for some comfort zone. It happened yeah. real quick. She she saw everyone and she was like realized how easy you could fall into this trap. Um, yeah. The thing I wanted to bring up about the dad, I love how like forceful, like he is like, it, he seems like he's dealing with some personal stuff. Like I, I, yeah. For some reason, I always harp back to the first season when Elijah, uh, said that he was gay. Um, yeah. Which because Elijah also said that Charlie was gay too. Now I don't really fully buy it, but. I was just wondering when they planted that seed, if at some point the dad being gay would be something. And the way he's being like, oh, it only only do what makes you happy. Don't worry about anyone else. I was like, if he's closeted, like that's really like an interesting like thing that he's saying right there. And it may yeah. be nothing, but he was saying it with like a personal force that was trying to be like, he what said, is he hiding? Yeah, he yeah. said something. Uh, it was like a very weird sticking out line about like it doesn't matter how it could damage other people or yeah. something you have it to was do something what's right like for that. you no matter you have to do what's right for you no matter how it might hurt other people 
Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. That's what it was. And Hannah's like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. who did harm? And he's like, uh, I don't know. I'm just upset because you're upset. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you're and it just made me more upset. Me. Yeah, you're way more upset than I am about this. Like, yeah. So, But I did enjoy this scene and conversation with the dad mm -hmm. because it seems like the dad's like really supportive of her and you know the dad's always been supportive but this is like a good dad moment i mm -hmm. feel yeah. you know it's like it's okay that your dream didn't turn out to be what you thought it would be you know yeah. but it doesn't make you any less of a person it doesn't make you any less like I don't know. You can still do other things. Mm -hmm. You know, you're an amazing person, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Stuff you got to um, say to your daughter. <laughs> yeah. And then that that conversation basically continues until like they they get her home mm -hmm. and the dad. She said she's like, I just don't know what the right decision is to get back to her place. And she's like, I don't want to go back into my house because if I go there, that means that I have to continue this shitty life. And the dad's like, well, come get on a plane with me. We can go somewhere else. I don't care. And she's like, what? That's crazy. And he's like, yeah, I mean, it is crazy, but, you know, whatever. I was just joking. I think he wasn't, though. I don't think he was either. That's not, I, I'm thinking he's like, there's something there. Like, he's like, I, I don't want, like, even the way he says goodbye and, like, he walks away and, like, does a double turn back and is surprised she's not still there waving goodbye. Like, they just had dinner and hung out and like it's not what like, what's speculate what do you think is up with the dad well i just i just said it like that's what i think that i'm gonna go with gay? The, i'm gonna go with the closeted uh gay thing until i mean i don't know i mean other than that i have no we we don't have enough information about who he is other than that random seat that elijah planted yeah because they're I, both retired now right are they retired teachers possibly yeah i feel like maybe one of them is like dying mm, yeah maybe one of them is like got cancer or something they don't want to tell hannah because of their they don't want it to interfere with her iowa stuff i don't no, know because they they would tell they would tell her stuff usually like remember he called yeah. and she didn't want to listen <laughs> he went to the doctor yeah. that's <laughs> um, true so now they wouldn't they wouldn't keep it Keep There's definitely up. something up with the dad, yeah. though. Yeah. Because, yeah, when when he does do a double back to look and see if she's still there or something, mm -hmm. he, like, desperately wants her help or something. Oh, here's a question. Why is he there? She said he was... He had, a like, a conference in Minnesota. Okay, so he's and not And he retired, just drove down. I guess. Or, yeah, oh, I guess not, yeah. yeah. That's what I was... Okay. Yeah. So... Hannah wakes up the next day and she's tap, tap, tapping at her keyboard. And she's kind of looking around, getting that same writer's block feeling. And then she closes her computer. She's like, fuck this. I'm going back to New York. She just leaves. Uh, she goes back to New York. She shows up at her apartment. She puts the keys in, opens the door. And another woman opens the door. And she's like, um, hi, who the fuck are you? And the girl that answers the door is like, I'm Mimi Rose. Uh, who are you? She's like, oh no, are you Hannah? She's like, yeah, I am Hannah. And at this point, I, I had forgotten what happened with the apartment. 
I thought that maybe she had like given it up. I didn't realize. No, uh, Adam it, was still living there. Yeah. Yeah. So Adam pops out from behind Mimi Rose, puts a shirt on, and he just kind of enters the apartment. It's just kind of like, what's going on here? My couch is gone. Everything is rearranged. Adam did a bang up job with that apartment. He <laughs> looks a lot nicer than it did before. Oh, uh, you're going to say Adam did it and not Mimi? I mean, somebody, somebody did it. Uh, and then Adam is just kind of sheepishly hugs her, then kind of sheepishly is walking around. And Hannah's like, what's going on? I'm very confused. Adam, is this like a new roommate? And he's like, no. And then, dun-dun. Yeah. End of the episode. And Mimi Rose is Jillian Jacobs. That's yeah. why I said minor yeah. spoiler alert. Yeah. Um... Yeah, cliffhanger. You knew this was gonna knew this was gonna happen. Well, they kind of uh, Jessa almost teased it a little bit in that episode. Yeah, she's like, "Are you still hanging out with that girl or whatever?" Yeah. Um, yeah. Big old, big old cliffhanger. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing where like it'd be one thing if the Mimi character didn't know who Hannah was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like, "Who's this girl?" And they're both like, "Who is this?" You know, like, yeah. no, she knows about Hannah. Because so it, it, it cuts back to a shot of Gillian Jacobs just like looking at Hannah, like, well, <laughs> this, this is what's up. Yeah. Um, yeah, which Great. is, I this think, is, I don't know. This what, is a good cliffhanger, though, dude. Yeah, this is one where I saw that happen. I was like, oh, what's happening? This next? is the next episode, like, <laughs> next episode to just all morning. I know. I would fucking, I wouldn't put it past it. I'd be so, it'd be so devastating. Or if they just skip over this and it's like Hannah goes back home to complain about Adam, like, or she just goes back to Iowa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was wondering when she left. Like, she just left Elijah there. That's what I was wondering too. Like, did Elijah get a separate flight? Did like, they? What's going did on they make with a Elijah? deal on rent or anything? Is Elijah just staying <laughs> there? Like, I don't understand. What's... Elijah just popped in and then moved in. Yeah, unfortunately for uh, people that don't know this, you can't just leave a place. <laughs> she had a bunch of furniture there. Well, it she only came back with one bag. It didn't seem like it wasn't. It seemed like moving for a big move, but also could be like an extended visit. You know, it wasn't 100% sure like what her thing was. Yeah. Um, and if Elijah's there, like, you don't need to take your stuff. You can come back and get it later, you know? Um, you know what's crazy is as soon as I saw Jillian Jacobs and Adam, like, and I saw them as, like, there together, mm-hmm. I was like, that's a good couple. I was like, vi- <laughs> visually, I was like, yeah, that fits. That works. Yeah. For some reason, I was like, okay. Because oh, it's always like, who would Adam be dating? You know? Yeah. And I'm like. All right, for some reason this this kind of does work. Yeah, it felt right. Yeah. It was weird. I just from like me just looking at them. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's a couple. It, it's a it's a great casting call. And I and I'm I'm I don't know where Gillian Jacobs is in her career at this point with Community. Oh, I never watched Community for some reason, but I hear that it's like awesome. Yeah, check out the paintball episodes. Those are really good. I saw one, that was the one episode that I saw of Community, and I was just, I feel like that's one of those shows that you need to have a connection to the characters to understand what's going on. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So I, I was it, just like, I don't get. Yeah, you I don't, don't get, get the this. personal. Yeah, Abed probably confused the hell out of you. Um, yeah. Donald Glover also was in Girls and in Community. No. Oh, Community and Girls they got, Connection. They must have the same casting. Maybe Joel casting McHale directors. will show up later <laughs> as some kind of crackhead that Jessa fucks for three episodes. <laughs> if it ever be that long. Yeah, right. Um, uh, yeah, that's the episode, guys. Yeah. Any uh, final words? I wanted to, I meant to plug this, or not plug it, because I actually never, I've never read it. I just read an article about this very young writer who kind mm-hmm. of seems like she's on the path of what Lena Dunham was on. Minus oh, like, boy. My, minus, I don't know her content of her stuff, and I don't think she's a filmmaker at all. She's just kind of like a pure writer. But uh-huh. she's this... Uh, author named emma klein uh she wrote a book in 2016 called the girls and she just mm-hmm. recently released a book of short stories called daddy and uh yeah i she's like kind of one of those like up and coming like young like everyone's just like this is crazy someone this young is writing this with this much depth um, she's so, taking the baton from uh, lena dunham uh I, I don't know i have not checked out the book but I, it came across it, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to mention it. Check it out, Emma Klein. Uh, see if it's something you guys are interested in. The uh, Girls and Daddy? Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. The Girls yeah, is her out. first one, her first novel. And Daddy is a, a collection of short stories that came out fairly recently. There you go, everybody. Check those out right in uh Boys Watching Girls podcast at Gmail. Give us a review. Let us know if you've read it, if you've thought of it, if you think that it kind of relates to Lena Dunham, and if you think that she'll get a TV deal like Lena Dunham, and she'll she'll have a show called The Girls, and then we'll be we'll review that show, and it'll be called Boys Watching The Girls. <laughs> <laughs> the confusion of people googling that, like, <laughs> damn it, I downloaded the wrong episode. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Figured I'd plug something other than, uh, you know, TV shows and random stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode. Stay tuned for next week's episode where uh, the title of that one is Sit In. So who knows? (sighs) Yeah. uh, Sit In usually are like, oh, you know what it is? It's going to be Ray protesting something. Oh, that's yeah. I hope so. That's what, yeah. Ray's so. going to go super political, you know? He's going to stage a protest. He's going to stage a protest. He's got to get these people to stop honking. He can't read his books. Occupy my street. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye.